0: A wise man, a stoic philosopher, a sage, we've come a long way from the building blocks of stoic philosophy during Roman times, and the once called lovers of wisdom has diminished from being a way of life to just an understanding of book knowledge and concepts. Join me on this journey as we build an already existing version of ourselves to create our own mentors who have the virtues we admire to keep us accountable and stay true to a future version of ourselves. This is the Stoic Sage. Enjoy present pleasures in such a way as to not injure future ones. Seneca the Younger. Welcome to the Stoic Sage series, Stoic Dive. In this series I go into Reddit communities and take a dive into r/Stoicism and r slash philosophy to share and apply stoic thoughts on modern day everyday topics hope you enjoy all right so let's get into it today i've picked two posts and uh, let's get started here the post title is how to live and cope with being alone this is posted by fast and the curious too <laughs> i really love that username So it goes, I moved out of my parents' house when I was 18 and started living with one of my friends. It didn't last long and I felt homesick, so I returned back after about three months. Then I lived alone for three months again and have been living alone since then. My family does visit me once in a while and so do I, but I don't really have any social circle to talk to outside of them. That's interesting. I I mean, I've moved out when I was 19. 19. I've been living with my now fiancé for the last seven years, and we did the whole moving in with roommates, but after two years of doing that, uh, we wanted a place of our own, so I can sympathize with you at the start of this one. He continues, I'm in my third year of college, and I haven't made any meaningful relationships till now. Well, how do you define meaningful? I can guarantee you this will change. Friendships now are going to be very different from those five years. I mean, when I was in college, my my idea of friendships were very, very different than they are now. Um, but he continues, "Well, looking back, I never had a deep, meaningful relationship with anyone to begin with. I just don't know how to establish a social connection with someone and keep it alive. The reason being was I was shy, socially awkward." And throughout all my childhood years. The social awkwardness reflects on my daily interactions, obviously. I have low self-esteem, lack of confidence, and I rarely initiate conversations. I have to go out and talk to people. But more than that, I need to learn how to be content with myself, how to live alone and not feel like something is missing in me when I am all by myself. But how do I do that? All right, so that's the end of his post. Uh, So this sounds a lot like my experience growing up. I was pretty shy. And even my fiancé will tell you that it was uh, something that I had to do myself. (laughs) I ended up uh, um, getting over it, I guess, or developing myself as I've gotten older. But I was a very, very shy person. And the relationships you want... Will build when you want them to so I think that's the first thing uh, to know right and as a stoic we cannot control people's emotions or actions surrounding us Um, we can only make change within ourselves and then those reactions whether or not they are benefiting you um, you will likely keep or push away I, I, can, I can say from personal experience, this will take time and constantly putting yourself out there. And here's the thing. We have to think about who we want to be. Think about you in the next five years, maybe even two years. What does this person act like? Now, don't think of a James Bond kind of guy. This is your journey, not somebody else's journey, not... A vision uh, of like this kind of unattainable person because you got to think about the traits you say you want to be an outgoing person but how outgoing do you actually want to be like just to be able to engage in casual conversation or be the life of the party because if you're a shy person already think about the extent of attention you want and what you can actually handle Because for me, I mean, I I can do casual conversations with people nowadays and I'm very open about myself and my personal experiences and um, uh, my openness to people is is a lot more than it was before, but I kind of had a framework of, of who I wanted to be, right? I wanted to be just more interesting. Well, how do you be more interesting? Well, you do interesting things. You know, so then I took up, uh, for example, I, I took up kickboxing and I started playing the guitar. Um, I'm really into high tech. So I just started looking at um, innovation and stuff like that and innovative topics. So if you want to be a conversationalist, you have to do, develop those things. If you're a shy person and you're sitting at home all the time, You're not going to really develop that much if you're at least not doing something. And scrolling through Instagram, wondering why people don't talk to you is not the way to do it. Because you're not developing anything. You're just a consumer. You're just absorbing things. You know, if you want to be interesting, you need to do interesting things. That's how you do it. And um, as far as, you know, being outgoing, you know, you have to understand your personality type. I mean... Is your personality able to do that? Because we are dictated kind of foundationally of what our personalities are like. So for me, I can be a socialite for a little bit, but I can't do that for long. I personally need to recharge. I need to be home for a little bit um, and enjoy myself, enjoy my own time, enjoy my time with my fiance. And in, in, in those moments, can I then be able to open up again? Okay, I'm ready to go out again and hang out with people. Or um, when I'm hanging out with my friends, I need to take a breather. I'll go take a walk or something. I mean, that's that you have to know your personality for that. So if you're already a shy person, think about how outgoing you want to be. What kind of conversationalist do you want to be? And then be able to develop it in that way. And as I believe um, uh, Seneca once said, I mean, you can't put the things that you want into practice and you can't train that portion of yourself if every time you are presented with an opportunity, you get scared. Don't do that. When you're given that opportunity, flex those muscles. That's how you do it. That's how you get better and better each time. That's how you develop those skills. You have to see those opportunities. And while, you know, in the beginning for me, when I would get nervous or when I get scared or when I'm being like put on the spot or like when I'm just being spoken to and I feel like the conversation is kind of dying down, you have to take a step back and realize, no, 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 this is my opportunity. This is my opportunity to shine. This is my opportunity to develop a conversation, to develop my conversationalist skills. And you'd be surprised. By the way, how many people like to hear their own voice? So ask people questions. If you want to be a type of conversationalist that just likes to be open with people or um, you want to get to know somebody more, ask them questions. That's the best way to start. Because at that point, and the thing is be an active listener. So if you ask a question, somebody starts talking to you, then you know comment on what they're saying. And then continue the conversation. That's kind of how you have to do it. And as far as, you know, how this relates to um, stoicism, I mean, being alone is being completely okay. There's absolutely nothing wrong with being alone. Um, you don't have to fear it. I like being alone personally. But I, if I have to or if I want to, I will... I'm not afraid of going out, you know. So... Understand that a lot of your thoughts, when you're alone, are just as important when you share them with others. So that's what that's what I would say. Alright, so on to the next one. The second one today is titled, Help with Practicing Memento Mori. And this is by Arnie2208. <clears throat> so, it goes... I love pondering my own mortality, but it seems that no method really works for a long period of time before it starts losing its, quotations, power as a reminder. I've changed my phone wallpaper, added reminders to my computer, and placed things around my house, but they become almost entirely ineffective after a few weeks, requiring me to find a new way to remind myself. Any advice? Well, to start, you know, i would i i mean you don't need to ponder death every day for it to have power it is the power of also knowing that you are mortal and will die eventually to make necessary changes or or moderate certain things that would lead you to to take your mortality for granted that's kind of what memento mori really is and the question I'm curious about is, what power does this give you? You know, does, does it keep you grounded? Does the power make it so that you take advantage of the days? Or keep you from doing the excess of things? Because look, Stoicism is not just memento mori. It is finding, defining, and developing a life of virtue. It is using... The power of indifference. It is finding peace with less but demanding more of yourself. There are many tools that that we use and and all of them should be used in moderation. Or else you risk turning them into vices. Let's remember what memento memento mori means. Stoicism helps us come to terms with our mortality and understand that we will die but that death is an old friend as well. We have died many times in our lives. We've experienced the death of our childhood, the death of our teenage years. We are not those same people anymore. So therefore, those versions of ourselves are dead. So, in those moments, it helps us to accept and focus, uh, uh, that focus of our mortality Is to help us accept our deaths as certain. Not necessarily to avoid it or stress yourself over it. That's really what it is. We are all being and becoming. Always changing. Always moving. So what I would suggest is to not innately focus on the memento mori. To give you a sense of um, remembrance. But instead as something to continuously reflect on. But if you want something that will give you you know something to remember or you know keep you on your toes then write a journal. That's that the, a, a journal is the most powerful tool you could do or you could use. Marcus Aurelius had a journal. I mean it's one of the most famous books ever. Seneca has many letters. And many of the great Stoics have have used journaling as a powerful tool. If you would like, always have uh, an an initial statement for their, for your daily note-taking, and the first statement should be, how did you remember your mortality today? You know, and the, and the answer could very well just be, well, I remembered, I, 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 I remember Memento Mori, and today how i u- how i utilized it was i i remembered to make sure i am eating healthy you know something very simple because again you don't have to make it complex you don't have to dig so deep that it has to be meaningful it doesn't it's uh, it's the daily steps that make the greatest impact it's not the big grand things so i highly recommend a journal to all stoics uh, some days we'll miss it. Some days we won't. Sometimes we'll hop off of it for a whole month. But then next month, get back on it. That's one of, the, one of the great tools that a Stoic can use. Thank you for stopping by. The Stoic Sage is on Instagram at the.stoic.sage. I post a podcast every Tuesday and Thursday. Just remember, one day at a time, and one step at a time, be confident in yourself to create the best version of yourself. Until next time, this is The Stoic Sage.